Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, and that technicolor rainbow in between, we are once again the Too Late Update podcast, coming at you with a full actual episode. Uh, I'm Matthew Wynn. I'm the one currently not pulling weird faces at the other ones over teams. I uh, don't know why they're doing that, but we'll soon get into it. Uh, I'm joined by <laughs> I'm joined by Jazz Hands, uh, <laughs> Chris Hodgkinson, and but I'm Dush Kevin Jones. Hello. This is the podcast where every week we pick a random month and year and we go in and talk about the pop culture things that were big at the time and we felt about it. But before we get cracking on, how are we all feeling today? How have we been how we've been doing? What's going on with everyone? Busy. It's been a a few weeks since uh, we recorded and I I just realised that I've been to quite a lot of gigs in that time. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, I went to see Devil Sold is Sold and Urn in Bristol. Less Than Jake, also in Bristol. Ah. Duncan Nancy in Cardiff. Went to the Royal Albert Hall. Oh. Devil Hat Townsend at the oh, Posh yeah. Bristol. Oh, oh yes, got you got the, uh, the box, didn't you? Yeah, got graded to a box for arriving early, which is lovely. And last night I went to see Salem in Cardiff. Brilliant. That sounds like a pretty good yes. couple of weeks of, of gigging. How was Duncan Nancy particularly? They were really good. Oh, excellent. I've, I've never seen them live, but they've always been a favourite of mine. Yeah, I saw them. We saw them a few years ago when they, they first reformed about in 2010, 2011. Um, and they were right, but like I've never seen them at their own show. Mm. And last, well, 18 months ago, I gave Paranoid and Sunburn another listen. Yeah. And uh, I was like, this album's great. Yeah. So they were playing Cardiff, so we'll go. Um, and, if you're tempted, Matt, I, I can't do this. But mm-hmm. they're playing Oxford in June. Okay. Well, I think we're tickets still available. I looked at it, but all my all my um, my gig chips are cashed in for download in June. Ah, okay. I'll, I'll have a look, see if there's anyone else about who wants to go. Yeah, maybe. Um, they, they were legitimately brilliant. Skin is fantastic. Still, yeah. she's just so such a good stage presence. Like, play for two hours and. It, you know, sometimes when someone plays for two hours and this can feel a bit long. Like, yeah, you're a bit like, okay, can this finish up now sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. No chance, no chance the energy drop. Um, but I think out of all those, and I was thinking this last night, so Royal Albert Hall, one of the most iconic venues in the world. Um, outside, it looks amazing. But actually, Salem were better in the Welsh Club in Cardiff. <laughs> small upstairs of this uh, Yeah, venue. it's not smaller venues, are just better for some bands, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I mean, plus it helped. Cause I don't know if you know Salem. Salem's Will from Creep as other band. Is oh, it's um, it's what he did after he finished hanging around that witch, isn't it? Yes. 
I remember because you were you uh, you when we went to see Alkaline Trio, you wore a Creeper T-shirt and you pointed yes. to it and went, "I'm off to see Salem," and I was like, "That's not Salem, that's Creeper," and was confused. And then had yes. and then had the facts of life explained to me. Ah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it does help. Will is probably is one of the best frontmen in this country, if not the best in this country currently. And to see him in a smaller place, like just punking out, he's just he's getting better every time brilliant um, yeah so how have your couple of weeks been uh well we'll go back to hodge first i think uh, how, how have you been buddy uh my weeks have been very busy due to a mixture of assignments being due trying to get decorating done <laughs> kids being off school and then all of those plans being usurped due to various illnesses by myself and others in the household <laughs> okay <laughs> well i'll get that done no, no, you won't. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that because now the day you thought you were going to have to study, you've now got a two-year-old with a bad stomach. And that day you were going to decorate, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. So, yeah, no, it's been busy. It's been all right. We had some fun times in there as well, though. Um, yeah, we had... I'll tell you a quick growth story that was quite funny. We went to um, Longleat Safari Park mm-hmm. using uh, Tesco Club Car vouchers to produce the price by like two thirds and uh, there's a thing where you go on the boat to go in like see the sea lions and you can see the gorillas from the boat and you can like pay to throw some fish to the sea lions and stuff right so obviously it smells a bit of fish and of sea lions and um i had one of the girls on my lap and i was like oh no they've um, they've wet through their trousers that's that's not great timing it's like oh, that's that's not we this is even worse oh no so then we had to like zip her into her onesie so to like contain the smell. It wasn't entirely contained, but luckily there was a, a, a large smell of fish, so you couldn't really smell it massively. But then like we got her back to shore and got into her changing room. I don't really know how my partner did this, but she managed to get the nappy off, which was basically just like full of a puddle and didn't drop it all over the floor somehow, which in itself was impressive. And then like, Kev, you probably dealt with these poor. When you're just like, all these clothes are dead to us. Get them in a bin and get them away from us. And use fire if you have to, but get rid of them. So we did that. And we were walking around. I was like, why can I still smell that terrible, terrible, terrible poo? And I realised it was because it like basically like leached into my coat. Like... Oh. Smell of it. So I had to take the coat off and like stuff it. it under the buggy. Like, just get it away. <laughs> oh god! And then we made a tactical error when we were nearly home. We we're like, ah, oh, they're, they're nearly asleep. We'll do like a ten-minute drive. They'll be asleep then, and we can get them to bed. That was a mistake because in that extra ten minutes we spent driving around, she did another terrible poo, which meant I had to completely take apart the car seat and wash it properly. Oh no! <laughs> What's the just, just to, this was your birthday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a Monday though, apart from the two poos. <laughs> I suppose, I suppose it just comes with the territory, really. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, saving up liquid poo for your birthday. Yeah, but that one was. There you like, go, Daddy. Happy birthday. Yeah, I've got a... that, that one was legitimately the worst nap ever we've ever dealt with whilst out. <laughs> yeah. I've got a, a similar but slightly different story. So. Um... I went to visit my folks up in Norfolk uh, for the weekend and my mum and I took uh, our dog, uh, sorry, their dog Sam and my dog Bertie, uh, who are both Labradors, 
we took them up to a little part of the broads where there's actually like a little beach outside of a field. So it's like a very, very contained little beach. And it was lovely because it's first time Bertie's probably seen quite still, like clean water like that. Mm. Jumped in it, swam for a little bit. Really, really great. Um, and then walking home, he's sort of drying off. He's pretty much dry. And then he spots a ditch, which is full of runoff. And oh. dives immediately into the ditch full of runoff. Um, and there was a moment I thought I was going to have to jump in and come get him. <laughs> because oh. he, he clearly thought this was a great idea. And then immediately thought, this is a mistake. So he went from being like, okay, he'd swum in the broads, which is pretty clean for what it is, you know what I mean, um, yeah. to that. And it's like, it's like okay, now you're going to have to be hosed down and shampooed when you get back in. I think that so... might be worse than the the baby poo, to be honest, because dogs are harder to deal with to get clean. Oh, I mean, it's pretty simple. Um, he was deeply unhappy when he was getting the, <laughs> the hose on him, though, because he was like, what, what have I done? We were all having a good time, and now I feel like I've been betrayed. <laughs> now so, you've ruined it. Yeah. So it was, uh, that was... That's my sort of similar story. In terms of video games and stuff, any new updates on there? Because I've, I've got one, finally. It's not just Elden Ring this time. Oh, I uh, have... Right, this is not a quality on the game. No comment on quality game. I've fallen quite hard off Horizon. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Is at the moment it's not doing much for me. I think it's because it kind of feels like I've done it before. Because I played the Frozen Wilds DLC not long before the new one came out. Maybe you're a bit uh, exhausted yeah. of it and need a break to play something else. But I did a similar thing with the first game and I got back to it again eventually yeah. and I got really into it. So I'm sure I will do. But I did. Um, I've been playing through Kina. Borrowed of Kev, which is very pretty, but Christ, there are some there are some difficulty spikes in there, aren't there? Yeah, like yeah. like like you're talking about. Like, we were having a nice time. We <laughs> didn't have to go and ruin it with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and unfortunately, the thing is, the the difficulty there is not helped by the combat being a little bit janky in places. Like yeah, it doesn't always tell you stuff very clearly. Like no. I, it, it's a bit janky with letting you lock on and stop locking onto things. Yes. Yeah. So like, I was, you were locked onto that. Yeah, but it's gone over there now. Yeah. I still need to lock onto it. Why have you stopped doing it? Because it's yeah. it's it's gone over there. Wait, you listen, it's over there. <laughs> so that I've been playing that. Um, I played through. Have any of you heard or seen of um, Lego Brick Builders Journey? No. Oh. I saw I saw this on the PlayStation blog yesterday, and I thought this might be something co- uh, my son wants to play. It's really good, and it, okay. is, it is really pretty. But um, <coughs> you'll see a lot of reviews saying it's very short, which it is. But the reviews that say it's about two hours are based on the old build of the game that was released for iPhone, so it's now close to three or four hours with the extra levels that are in it. Okay. Um, when you start it up, make sure you go into the options and turn ray tracing on. Okay. Oh, okay. And I still I still finished it probably about three or so hours, and there are some tricky puzzles towards the end of it. But oh, yeah, it say? looks it's it's a really good puzzle game. Um, um it makes I think it's the first time it's called Lightbrick Studios. It's like a, a studio owned by Lego, so it's the first time they've made a con a game. Oh, okay. And I think it's them that's doing that upcoming puzzle Lego puzzle game. It was on a Nintendo Direct a while ago. I will, yeah. I remember seeing something about that. So I'm hopeful for that being good now. Okay, okay. How much is it? 
15 quid. Oh, I'd say, I'd say three to four hours for 15 quid is not bad. Yeah, definitely. It was when you were seeing lots of reviews complaining about it being two hours. I still, I still thought, well, that's not too bad still. But, but, it, but yeah, that was based on... I'd rather pay four, I'd rather pay 15 quid to have three to four hours of something I really enjoy compared to paying 15 quid for something that's like 20 hours. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's also got a build mode in it now yeah. where you can go into little dioramas and you can keep generating different types of bricks and just build what you want as well. Cool. That um, sounds interesting, but it's a sort of thing that I'd probably either need to see it playing or wait for a wait for a sale or something to take a punt. Yeah, on. Okay. yeah. It's got a very it's got a really satisfying um, the click noise <coughs> of putting the Legos together and the combined with the haptic feedback works really well. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that probably sort of feel quite cool on like HD rumble and haptic feedback and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Kev, um, I well, I'm still really enjoying. Horizon. I recommend just structure the way the way I structure Horizon is. I tend to do what is recommended because they have the recommended levels for everything. I tend to just go yeah. over that, which means you get enough variety for everything. Yeah. Um, but based on what I've just said about the amount of stuff I've done last, because we we were in London last weekend as well, and I haven't really had much time to play it, so I haven't really got much further. Um, but that's just general busyness. I mean, yeah. Cool. Video games are taking the back a back foot at the moment. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I kind of got a few other priorities right now. So video games have taken, taken a, like you say, a bit of a backseat. Elden Ring, I'm still kind of plowing on through it, but it's probably less like marathon sessions and more like I'm going to do a couple of things and then continue. That's an life. interesting thing about Elden Ring, but it has a surprisingly high percentage of platinum trophies. Uh, you mean people completing the platinum trophies, or just number of platinum trophies? But the percentage of players who complete it's a platinum trophy. Is yeah, because the actual the actual platinum trophy requirements aren't that hard. Um, okay. It's 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 because there are many ways you can complete. So a lot of the things in Elden Ring are like complete the um, uh, NPCs quest lines. There's different ways you can do that. There's some quest oh, okay. lines where it's like, I'm going to meet this character, I'm just going to stab him and steal his stuff, and you've technically completed that quest line. That's, you know, because that's a that's a, a valid way of of doing it. If you see what I mean, it's not. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, it's apparently it's not it's not too onerous. Um. I don't know if I'm going to do it yet. I'm kind of want to just kind of um keep going for the story now. I'm kind of at that bit where I was like in, stuck mm. in a dungeon. I was like, do I need to be here? No, I'm going to leave and go do something else with it. <laughs> um, but probably the main thing this week, I've kind of picked up um, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax on the Switch. Um, oh, cool. And it's best thing about it is that it kind of continues the story um, of the characters. So, so we'll kind of put a pin in that because I actually then went back and went, hang on, I didn't finish Persona 4 uh, Golden on the, um, on the, the Vita. So this week I, because I was at my parents' house and you know stuff like that downtime, I finally took, spent the time and finished it, and awesome. I felt actually quite sad at the end of it because this is a game I've owned for about five years, but never completed, uh, <laughs> and it's probably the last time I'm going to pick up my PS Vita for significant amount of time, really, uh, and. I was thinking about why is this quite so affecting. I thought about this, and it's actually because 
one of the things Persona do very well, at least Persona 4, 4 and 5 do it, I couldn't speak for the other ones which I haven't played, is at the end of the game, you say goodbye to all the characters. Uh... Like, you walk around and say goodbye to them, and there's a real sense of a chapter closing. Um which is, uh, I, I was just thinking, that's actually a really, like, more games should end like that. More should games should have, like, uh, an epilogue and a, a denouement where you basically go and speak to the people and the characters that have affected you and stuff like that. Um, yeah, is this, does this, uh, um, well, that's what it, leaving on a train, this yeah. one, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's a couple of endings of Persona 4. I'm, I'm aware I got the the good ending, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not. There yeah. is an ending you can just go, do where the game just ends. <laughs> that happens. That happened to me first. I was like, "What the fuck?" At one, then, then I went and got the proper ending. That game is brilliant. Yeah, it is. Um, um, we'll, yeah, we can, we'll put a pin in it in case we cover it at some point. Yeah, I, I, we won't go more into it. It's also got me to to dig my um, PlayStation Three out and sit and have a dig at Persona Three, which okay. is on there. Um, the only problem with playing that like that at the moment is that it does look like it is smeared with Vaseline. It is, <laughs> it is proper <laughs> like oh 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 it's uh, yeah because it's a PS2 game which is being transferred oh. onto a PS3 and all this sort of thing. It's like it's not yeah we'd really like a nice remaster of that at some point. Please Atlas, just give it. Give, why don't I don't know why they don't <laughs> want my money. Yeah. Yeah, that's very specific about which money they want and which money they yeah, are not interested in. Yeah. Put, put Persona 3 and 4 on the Switch and I will just give you yeah. stuff. Go on. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, when I was doing the decorating, I was listening to you guys talk about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Still a bit lost. I'm going I'm to say now, not our finest episode, because <laughs> we no. were like, we're going to sort this out. We sorted out nothing. <laughs> it's because, it's because I, like, I, legit, I, I played through all those games, apart from the mobile ones, about three years ago, four years ago. And I re- barely remember it. I, like, it's like, oh, yeah, there was this prequel one with the characters. And, and I can't the life of me remember what happened in that. <laughs> like, oh. I, I have made some bullet points about my thoughts of Kingdom Hearts. Right. It would be better if it was just Disney. Ditch all the Final Fantasy shit. Yeah, you're it right. in the way of a story. Get I, rid I, of it. I, I agree with that. I 100% <laughs> agree with that. Um, I don't want or need any Star Wars or Marvel stuff in a new one. Marvel and Star Wars have got enough of their own games going on. There aren't any good Disney games. Leave it to the Disney stuff. There's enough Disney characters you haven't done anything with and you never get any time in video games. Use them, including Pixar and that and all. Mm. Um, yeah, like um, yeah, like Cast of Illusion, for example. We don't get any games like that anymore. Like let Donald and Mickey do stuff in Kingdom Hearts. Leave them to it; it's fine. You don't need Marvel. Matt alluded to this, and you're right. The story just goes whoop and disappears entirely up its own ass with yes. its own self-importance. Yeah, um, and you're right. When you, I think Kev was alluding to, or Matt might have been, about Halo and how it has multi-franchise stories, not multi-media stories. The difference being is that Halo doesn't expect you to have read all the novels or listened to all the podcasts to give you any idea why the thing you're paying money for makes any sense. Yeah. Although you should, because Hunt the Truth was a great podcast. 
Oh, Hunt the Truth was all right. It's it's just like I found it particularly um, sort of uh, jarring when I played Halo 5 and it was like, ah, oh, Cortana's gone crazy. And then you played yeah. Halo Infinite and went, that's over now. What? You, yeah. you, you set up the villain and then you just, you what? That's Ow, my neck. I need to make a claim for this whiplash. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, those are my, my quick Kingdom Hearts thoughts. I was going to make a complaint about Sora's new model, then realise there's a story reason for it, so I'm, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Looking a bit, it's looking a bit near Automata. That um... I looked at that and thought, a, it doesn't look like Sora. B, that looks shit. And then um, they announced afterwards there was like a story reason for it. It's a world view, a world. I want to make a. Hide-in. I need to make a joke where I ask someone, "Would you like near or tomato?" And I and show a tomato, like near or tomato. I mean, counterpoint, you don't. <laughs> I think I've I've made that joke here. You won't. You fail to stop it from happening. That that will only work on one of your brothers. Yeah. At lunch, maybe. <laughs> Do you want Nia? Hold up a copy of the game, Nia. Or Tomata. Make sure you're not sat close to them. Because <laughs> they're family. They can hurt you. <laughs> also, that doesn't work for Americans. They can't use that joke. That's a purely... British joke. <laughs> don't work for them. Near Automata? Nah, it doesn't work. Um, okay. With that additional silliness, um, yeah. <laughs> do we want to talk about August 2011, where we were, what was going on in the news, or any of that kind of jazz? Um, we'll, we'll move on to the news. But, yeah. Um, yeah. My main memories of August 2011 was it was the last time I went to Reading Festival. All right. So this year, hopefully. Um, yeah, it was the last Reading Festival I went to. Um, Who was playing? It was My Chemical Romance. Right. News and, oh, who was the other headliner? It was The Strokes and Pulp, dual headliner. Okay, so um, I don't think I went to this one. No, it was just me and uh, uh, one of our friends who's... <laughs> Moved to Australia shortly after. Ah, was this was this was this bad? Yeah, it's just like I have to leave the entire country. Based on this festival, this country is full of fuckwits. I'm leaving. (laughs) Um, I need to go. I actually need to go to where Mad Max comes from, so that everything (laughs) can be a bit calmer. Well, luckily, said friend was living in uh, Reading at the time, so we we didn't bother camping. Oh, the Um, dream. Yeah, I mean, I do quite like the camping. If no, the weather's I, don't, right. I don't. I um, could do without it. But um, yeah, but yeah, it was actually. It was actually. I said at the time when we left, it was like this was a nice weekend to say goodbye to Reading. It was like I don't think I'll go again. But mm. this this festival's been good enough. I mean, Muse did Origin of Symmetry in full, which is a great album. The last time I got to see My Chemical Romance until hopefully next month, which would. Oh really? Um, yeah, because it split up. Not not long after that. Um, it was still when Reading had some more of the rocky bands um, on, so like Rise Against on the main stage. Um, who else was there that year? You wouldn't believe that now, would you? Um, yeah. Uh, I remember Pulp being absolutely rubbish, and I left to go see the King Blues, which were, who were much better. Frank Turner did a secret set in the punk stage. 
It's hard to imagine Frank Turner managing to do anything secretly. By well, I mean, he did. a shameless self-promoter. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did. He played the main stage, and he did a secret set at the other stage. And he did say, I'm playing a stage I've played before. So, um, yeah. So on, on the main stage were also ooh, um, Deftones and Offspring. <laughs> Again, imagine that now. Yeah. Actually, uh, let's see Deftones playing. Um, yeah, Flogging Molly in the lockup was great. First time I saw the Boz Tones. Um, yeah, it was a good way to say goodbye to the festival, which I'm now going back to. Yeah, we're going back. Which will be a very different festival, as yeah. I and I'm also will be 11 years older. So. <laughs> yeah, we're also going there really just to see one band and a couple of others and then get the fuck out as quick yeah. as possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's quick in and out mission. How about you two? Do you know what? I don't know if I could tell you what I was doing specifically in uh, 2011. Um... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. I imagine I would have been um, living and working in Staines or Feltham at this time, but I couldn't tell you which one of those two. Um, so, yeah, uh, probably working for the contact centres that I've been working for for a very long time. Um, so I think I was temporarily living back home with my folks again. I was in a very boring security job. And the reason I'm sure I was in that job is because when we get to this news in a second, I remember watching this on the news. Right. While I was in that job. Ah, okay. What was the yeah. news, Hodge? It was... Riot, um, riot. I want to yeah, riot. Yeah, that was riot. Oh, okay. When the UK collectively lost their shit for reasons I can't remember. Um, but for some reason, we haven't lost our shit now, and there's much more reasons to be doing so. Um, it was... It started... Uh, there was a police shooting in London. Yeah. Um... And people jumped on the back of it as a reason to yeah so again it was it was one of these things that it sort of started with kind of a uh maybe similar to a black lives matter sort of thing where it was i think i think this might have been at the origin of black lives matter um because although it came to prominence with you know in the last couple of years it's been around for a while um yeah mark mark duggan was shot shot dead by the police right Tottenham Hale, um, yes, um, and all right. We in the UK, we don't have this anywhere near as much as America. No, no. but we 
there is still this issue with the Met the, and their treatment of minorities. Yeah, yeah. the de deaths, deaths in custody of black and minority people are still, still abnormally high compared to you know, white Caucasian people. Yeah. And that's not okay. Um, no, but our number of deaths in custody in general are... I mean, in, very, general, very in, in general, it's low by comparison, but it's when you compare the amount of death of custody. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, 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 we agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so protest started as one area. And then just what happened is a load of people jumped on the bandwagon. They uh, communicated by BlackBerry, which is weird. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, God, I remember oh, that. Do you remember BlackBerry Messenger? I don't. I didn't have I, one. I remember. You were, yeah, and people just went, instead of like protesting at something that's worth it, people just like of all, from everywhere, not not everyone, but loads of people just went around smashing up shops and nicking stuff. For about three well, days, we had a bit of a purge Kidderminster. going on. Kidderminster, for fuck's sake. Like, Kidderminster has... Yeah, because I mean, it started in London, and then like everything else, Birmingham had to copy. Yeah. And, well, Kidderminster is not Birmingham. I wasn't talking about Kidderminster. I was talking about oh, Birmingham. <laughs> Birmingham is Birmingham. Yeah. God, can't um, even just have riots for ourselves, can we? We've got a wheel. Birmingham has to have a wheel. <laughs> Birmingham looks lifeless and full of the same old boring buildings. London looks lifeless and the same old boring buildings. Go with that. Oh, no, it's, it's fine. Like, um, I, feel, I feel like Birmingham now has lost a bit of its personality that it had. Like, all, you go in Birmingham, it's like everything looks the same. Yeah. Which yeah. is what areas of London look like. But at least there, London's got sort of the historical buildings to sort yeah. of... Yeah. London's big yeah. enough you can go to another bit of London. <laughs> yeah. Or is it the same way? This is just your anti-London bias coming through, Kev, I feel. I will say, though, in the fairness, Birmingham hasn't had a political official who has risen to ruin the country. We'll give it time. Are, are you sure about that? We might need to go check the records. Uh, I know we've, I'd like, I don't, I mean, come on, everyone goes to London, so, but let's check the records and let's find, let's go dig in and find out where people started. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, it's not getting to the London. But the thing about the, the, and they were riots because they weren't protests at that point. It was no. actually the only reason they were allowed to happen was because it was David Cameron at the time and so defunded the police force that there was nowhere near enough officers to actually cope with what was going on. And then the young, incredibly bored people who that it, I remember this because it was like nothing. Like, I don't know what it was about that summer particularly, but it felt <laughs> like it felt like there was fuck all to do. <laughs> <laughs> and you know some of the films we'll go through right that were out in the cinemas and stuff at this time i think they're directly responsible for the riot so, um, i blame just, the kaiser chiefs well just to let you know hodge they did predict this you yes. would have been one of the people stoning cassandra because just because you predict something doesn't make mean you make it happen <laughs> um Interesting. I just I just had a look at Birmingham prime ministers, and Neville Chamberlain was a prime minister who was from Birmingham. Right. <laughs> the, the one, the one who was like, let's appease his Hitler. Yeah. 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 Have the Sudeten land. Oh, you've invaded Poland. Austria. Oh, sorry, Austria. Oh, you've invaded the rest of Czechoslovakia. Oh. Oh, well, we'll go to war. Oh. Oh. We'll we'll, we'll lose. 
I probably should resign. Yeah, that, that's the... Isn't it great? <laughs> isn't it great that we don't have a Prime Minister who's that spineless anymore? Isn't that fantastic? I was going to say, did he resign when he should have done? Uh, yes, he did resign. Yeah, he there you go, he's better. Also, also <laughs> Neville Chamberlain was doing what he thought was best for the country by not going to war. Um, not just doing what he could for his mates. Not doing what he did just because he wanted to stay in power, so... Yeah. What? Sorry. Yes, so you almost put me in the in the position there of defending Boris Johnson? Fuck no, I'm not doing that. I'm not being tricked <laughs> into that by the anti-London sentiment from the Birmingham from the Birmingham <laughs> two over here. Oh, you you cunning hey, brummies. I was uh I was moaning about Birmingham and London, and I said London at least London has like you know London's got the Royal Albert Hall and yeah. you know Westminster Abbey and you know, <laughs> yeah. things like that. Yeah, so it's just Hodge. Hodge is the uh, Hodge is the imposter. We vote now, and we Hodge is us, and we will uh, vote to eject him from the podcast. But, yeah, there's way better cities in the UK than those two. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so, with that um, background of, uh, sorry, is there any is there any other news bits that we wanted to go on? Well, so hopefully, some from this year and not from like 1945. 43, 39. Yeah, it would be a very different podcast if we were doing, like, I mean, I would happily do the uh, the, the history pod, but no, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this was, a, this was quite a big year for news anyway, because there was, it was the year of the Arab Spring, so there was quite a lot going on. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I, I noted that there was civil war ongoing in Libya and Syria. Um Egypt had had its revolution at the start of the year. So it was, yeah, a lot happened this year. Mm. And this was still ongoing. So to not, not forget about that, because uh, obviously Syria was... Yeah. The fallout of that is still ongoing. Uh, Libya saw the fall of Gaddafi? Is it Gaddafi? Yeah. 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 How quickly we forget. <laughs> I mean, it's always, it's always great when you go, oh, you know, they're going to rise up and, you know, take down their dictators and they go, you're putting who in charge? Oh, Oh, Jesus Christ, no. You know, um, always fun. Okie dokie. So let's move on to the things that we normally talk about. Um, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to start with video games. However, it's not going to take us very long this time. So there were only a couple of video games of note um, out this out this month. I'm going to start with one. It's a very short one to start with. Um, it was... Um, and it's a game we've talked about several times already, so I will keep it brief. Um, it is Street Fighter 3 Third Strike, and it is the online edition. The only reason why this is worth talking about is because for a home, for a home, for a home console, it's the best version that, that was ever released. It's the only one where they didn't just go, we'll just put the arcade version on. They actually spent some time to up-res the character models. Street Fighter, did you say? Street Fighter 3. Is that is that a, a, a bit like Mortal Kombat? <laughs> Sorry, I'm pretending to Our, 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 our listeners will not be able to see the look I just gave Hodge. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. But why, that, why are they fighting on these streets? Oh, apparently. Yeah. Be, because of the riots, Kev. Because of the riots. <laughs> Predicted by the sage, the Kaiser Chiefs. Um, yeah, it's it's a shame that you can't get this edition on modern consoles because it's the best version of it. It's got a really good upgraded soundtrack and the and the character models look nice. End of discussion on that one, really. 
Uh, I think then we've got Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. I did not play this. Me neither. I did. It hey. was. It was. It was. Um, it was like it looked like limbo. It was all very black and sort of oily. Yeah. It was Metroidvania-y. It was. It was good. Like it was a little Xbox indie game. Mm-hmm. Xbox, Xbox Arcade is a phrase I'm looking for. But yeah, it was good. It was. It was a good little game. Probably doesn't hold up as well as I think it might do. Well, never know. I think. In a quiet month. It was a little beacon. I guess sometimes those sort of games, though, where their simplicity shines through, can often yeah. hold up a lot more than you know some of the other games we're going to talk about. So, uh, the probably the big release of this month was Deus Ex: Human Revolution. Yes. Yeah. I really like this game. I really like this game as well, but it has problems. So, how did you play this game? I wanted to be a sneaky hacker type. Yep. Game doesn't want me to do that. The game oh. punishes you for doing that. Oh, I was a sneaky hacker type, yeah. and I found that uh, I found that it was fine to finish the game that way. Yeah. I had a problem in the sequel when I tried to be a sneaky hacker type, and that game did not want me to be a sneaky hacker type, which was frustrating because, like, oh, I really enjoy because I got the I got the achievement in this game for not killing anyone. Oh, you did the um, the, the complete pacifist run. Yeah. And I was like really proud of that because it's one of it's one of the best achievements I got because you, you do have to be careful the whole game. Mm. But I felt that this game was set up that you could do that. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed playing the game that way. So it forces you to think a different way. You're not allowed like Metal Gear. I try to play sneaky. Yeah. But then sometimes you just have to fight your way through things. I sort of do the same with. I mean, probably the best example recently is Last of Us Part Two where. You know, if you get through an area and you don't get spotted, you're like, ah, oh, brilliant. But yeah. if you do get spotted, you have to fight. Oh, anyway, that game is brilliant. But um, yeah, th- this game, I um, I did manage to do it. But oh, it's interesting you found it hard to do that. No, because every well, because generally playing the game, as in like, was fine. Um, but then it would throw a boss at you, and yeah. the boss would just like run up to you and hit you as hard as it could. And I was like, hang on, what the. F- <laughs> What is this? Can I hide? No, I can't hide. So what? What do I? You know, I um, I that that part annoyed me. I think there was also a few bits of like, oh, you could do this or you could do that. <laughs> it was in my head of like Matt's character like crouching behind the box and this guy is like runs across the street. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's like it's not I'm like hiding. I'm hiding. It's like <laughs> it's like Doom AI. It just spots you and then it runs at you, sort of thing. Um, yeah. I seem to find the most reviews ragged on the bosses because yeah. it's like they've added them in because bosses need to be in video games. Yeah. Um, and they sort of seem fundamentally different to the rest of the game. Like there should have been a way to sneak up on them and just take them out. Or yeah. Or what about if you hacked their operating system so so that you know you could do something else? That would have been a cool way around it, but they didn't seem to think about that. But, I mean, that I did enjoy the game, but I think there are a few moments like that where, um, you know, they're, like it's like mm, you've you've kind of I want to play this game a certain way. You've allowed me to play this game up to a certain point, and now you're like, no, you have to shoot with guns. It's like, all right, okay, fine. Whereas instead, you should have been allowed to like stalk them and wait for them on a bus. So you both on the bus and you start up a little conversation with them, and you you take the boss on a nice little date. And then, then he doesn't want to attack you because you've been on a nice little date together. You're just you're just explaining Undertale. Yeah. 
You can do a pacifist run on Undertale and one of the characters you could just like date them <laughs> instead of fighting. I, not, I had not got to that bit of Undertale. <laughs> I need to go back and finish Undertale at some point. Oh, um, Undertale is great. But yeah, it's quite too. hard to do a pacifist run um, for other reasons which we'll explain if we do Undertale. Yeah. Um, the one other good thing is, funny enough, because I think this game did it probably before Undertale, there are, if you like, boss characters, boss moments, or, well, not really boss moments, where it's like a discussion battle that you have to um, go through. I, I would say the one thing, I don't think the game explains it terribly well, but it's all about picking the right responses and getting them to feel a certain way about, you know, like getting them to see things from from your point of view, and it's I remember that. Punch me in the face really hurt. Imagine if your face really hurt as you got punched in the face. Oh, I I hadn't considered that. I'm very sorry. I would like to be punched in the face very hard. (laughs) It's more like it's more like let me in in the morgue to see this body, and he's like, I remember you. You were a jerk to Mm -hmm. me, and now I've got a metal leg with a gun in it. (laughs) And it's like, hey, but having a gun in your leg is fucking cool. He's like, you know what? I tell you what, that's absolutely right. Having a gun in your leg is fucking cool. In you go, mate. It's more of those kind of conversations that you're trying to get. Having a gun in your leg might be very cool. You're right. But I'm sort of letting you in this corpse room to see the corpse corpse room with your medallion. Corpse room. Corpse room. Into the corpse corpse room. That's what they call the coroner. That's what the coroner (laughs) says. He goes, you know what? I'm going to go into the corpse room now. Where we, we keep all the corpses. Are they the in, word, so it's not it's not a morgue or a mortuary because that would imply that they're like put in fridges and stuff. These are just run <laughs> against the door. <laughs> you just stuff more in there. Sometimes you have to open the door really slowly because otherwise a corpse will just flop out. And then you have to put it back in the corpse room until it's ready to go to where it needs to be. Um, so you get in God, the corpse. It's like, it's like, God, it's like under the stairs where there's like your old Hoover and all the cables that you're not using at the minute, but you don't want to throw away because you'll probably need them at some point. That's where you have your corpse room. At least that's where I've got mine. I mean, they're hard to move around. They could probably just put them all on. Um... You could, I mean, corpses are pretty hard. I could always like jam some wheels into them and like ride them around like little go karts. Extend the arms into like the right shape. God. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we've just made that out of the corpse room. Um, the, the funniest part of this game that I think everyone knows is that it kind of became as a bit of a meme of the I didn't ask for this gets said all the time <laughs> by the main character. It's like, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for this. I uh, not... Adam Jensen is peak this era, like, gruff. Yeah. Gruff, man. Like, think of who was the guy from Watch Dogs 1? Yeah. Well, Aiden Pearson. Like, yeah. the, like, he was just protagonist. He was 2010's protagonist, yeah. is what Adam Jensen was. Got glass of glasses. I talk like this. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I, I do remember enjoying this game, but I think apart from that bit about... I think the only other thing that really bugged me was the ending. I can't remember. It sort of sets up the first game, doesn't it? It's more about... More about how it ends is because... 
they do a Mass Effect 3 where you just choose an ending. You push a particular button and mm. choose an ending. And I hate, especially in like choice driven games where it's like you can do this, you can do that, you can let this person go, or you can shoot them, or you can bring them onto your team. All these different choices that you get during the game. And then it's like, oh, just push one of three buttons and we'll give you that ending. That was disappointing. <laughs> I mean, whatever one you pick, it does set up um, the original Deus Ex, but yeah. I felt that was a bit of a bit of a letdown. Uh, one thing I really liked about this game was like the weird aesthetic it had, where it was all like supposed to be um, Renaissance, so everyone's got like huge fluffy collars and stuff like this, <laughs> and everyone's everyone's furniture is made out of the deepest wood, deepest blackest wood you can find. Like it's so so dark, light cannot escape its surface. Sort of wood. <laughs> Very good. We're not right. selling it, but it's actually a good fun game. I just think it's, you know, it's it, yeah. Other games have, done, have improved on its ideas since, I would say. But it was kind of like I think people were expecting Cyberpunk to be yes. like a big update to this idea. Yeah. Instead of a broken mess. Yeah. Mm. But I think that was that was why they think like it's, it'll be like a pure role playing game where you can augment yourself however you want and live in this world. Yeah. Um, and you can choose, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if I'd recommend it nowadays. No, I don't. I don't think it's held no. up enough to to sort of. It's nearly it. ten years old. There'll be a remaster around the corner in a minute. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think the sequel sold very well, so I don't think. I, I mean, Square own it. I mean, they may reboot it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We'll see. All right. Can we move on to films? We shall move on to films. What a crock of shit we've got to go on. And one good uh, thing. There's two good films in this list. Oh, yeah. There, there's Okay, no, actually, there's a couple. Um, I think it's more interesting for what it represents more than actually the quality of films. A reason to riot. <laughs> yeah, well. So we got the remake of Fright Night. which Never, never heard of it until no. this moment. It's, it's all right. It's not that bad. Um... Basically, kid uh, has a vampire moving next door, and the kid starts going, "Oh look, it's oh, a vampire!" Oh. and no one believes him. And... Is David Tennant in this film? Huh? Is David Tennant in this film? Yes, he is. That's, yeah. I know. I have seen it. Yeah. That's how much I remember it. Yeah. I think Colin Farrell is the vampire in this one, and yeah. you know, it's 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 a, again, it's a remake of an '80s classic, and of, of course, the '80s version is better. Because of course it is. David Tennant plays some kind of David yeah. Bowie-ish rock star. I, I, you can see how, but I forgot the title of the film. In the, <laughs> yeah, in in the original, in the original, it's a guy who used to play like Hammer Horror Vampire Hunter, right? So like an old sort of classic British actor sort of thing. Oh, uh, okay. And the kid tries to go, no, look, it's a real vampire, and it's like, darling, sweetie, I can't do any of this, and it's kind of fun. In the real one, he's like, uh, fucking. David Blaine or something, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Or Chris Angel or something like that. It's it's David Tennant having it up. Yes. It's not terrible. <laughs> it's just, you know, why does it exist? Final Destination 5. Don't know if I've seen this one. I have I not care. seen this one, but I have just read some of it. Well, I wouldn't think I had, so I read the deaths to see if I had them. Yeah. And um, a bit boring. But I do like the description for this one, which is, um, I won't tell you who it is, so it's not to spoil it. 
obliterated by swinging cable anchor. <laughs> obliterated is a wonderful world. Yeah, it's the use of the word obliterated which gets me. Yeah. Wonderful word, I should say. So, yeah. Um, so, the fifth Final Destination film. Jesus. Uh, however, then, we've got a good, a really good one. Um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we agree on this, that this Planet of the Apes trilogy, which starts with this film, is probably one of the undercover, one of the best science fiction trilogies in recent years. I think I've you know, The only thing I'd say, and maybe this is... Well, if we get onto the third, I think the third one doesn't quite. Um, it yeah. sold it as a war, and it wasn't really a war. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. But that, if you if you divorce it from the marketing, I think if you went back to it now, it, it would you'd probably prefer it to your yeah. initial perception of it. I think. Whereas we about this, of it. have we talked about this on the podcast before? One of these films. No, I think we've just spoken oh, okay. personally about it. Um, yeah. I also really like the fact this film does that really smart thing of not wasting time with the setup of the of the simian flu. It like does it over the credits at the end, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's a smart way of doing that. It's completely about the relationship between uh, it's Caesar and um, it is Caesar, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Caesar and James Franco. Yeah. I don't know what think, but it really works. Like you are completely sympathetic with Caesar. Yeah. And I think it's one of probably subtly one of Andy Serkis's best Yeah, characters. absolutely. 100%. Yeah. yeah, he's really good at He's so good at Caesar. He's really good at playing monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, just the yeah, because the, he gets he gets taken away from James Franco at some point, doesn't he? Yes. That's where he's treated like a, a like a normal ape, and he sees how the other apes yeah. treated. And it's yeah, heartbreaking. It's just really, yeah. It's 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 kind of that moment of um, him deciding that this isn't right for me, and it's not right for them either. And yeah, it, it's I remember that scene quite um, quite vividly because it's the way where they meet the big orangutan. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Who's, yeah. you know, and of course, a lot of those characters stay for the uh, following films as well. Yes, because he he escapes and yeah. he gets the serum that makes that made him clever, yeah. and he gives it to his his allies in that, his yeah. friends in that, well, essentially a prison in some respects. Yeah, and um, yeah, and then the uh, they the end credit Simeon Flu happens, but yeah, it's yeah. a really good film. Really, really good, and it's really like you said. It's an, it's another film that doesn't. It sticks to its premise for this. It sticks to the story for this film. Yes. Yeah. If the sequels didn't happen, then this it would ends and it ends in a good enough place. You can go, oh shit, and this is what happens as a result. Yeah. Um, unlike. Unlike Transformers: Dark of the Moon. <laughs> this oh, was... do you still 
sort of defending the Transformers film. No, I think didn't was this the one I used to give some credit to for being a bit, one of the, the last victims of the writers' strike. No, no, that was the one two years before. That was that was the uh, Revenge right, of the Fallen. Of the Fallen. Oh, this one's Lennon Nimoy is a jerk, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what I will say is I've never rewatched this, so no. make of that what you will. This this is where this is it's not peak Transformers. Um, stupidity because you know where do you go um this one again it's another transformers film where the main focus is on shia labeouf the transformers are special effects um is this the one where they're asked they're forced to leave earth and they go on the ship and then the decepticons fire a missile at their ship yes but they haven't really left earth yes uh, and then the decepticons yeah, like to the humans like Aha! We're evil. I'm like, oh yeah, no shit. They've been evil for like two films. And then there is a. Is this where John Cena gets to say um, they're called Decepticons? The clues in the name. No, that was. Uh, the films. No, that was um, Bumblebee, wasn't it? No, I don't think I, that I was. Remember. I don't think John Cena's in it until Bumblebee, so I don't think he's. Oh, uh, okay, my bad. Yeah, I I think what I defended about this one was I just think the. Again, it's not a good film. Don't get me wrong, but I think the um, the last act is quite fun, where they're um, the Decepticons have taken over and they're trying to liberate that city. It's a, a, but there's some good set pieces in that. Section. I will give it some good ideas. However, so that's the thing. However, that bit goes on for forty five minutes. It's effectively yeah. a forty five minute long action scene, yeah. and. By the end of it, I remember sort of going. I remember kind of going, "Has this not finished?" Like, and then, and then it does just, and then, but the thing is, and then it just ends because it just, like, yeah, there are so many, and of course, then you've got to deal with stuff like Michael Bay's sort of, however you want to put it, sexual politics, where a man literally describes a woman in the same way as he would describe a car. That she is property to be owned, and and that's not seen as and and the thing is that's not seen as a uh, weird. That's a creepy way of describing someone. That's that see that's like framed as like a yeah we guys we get it we get it. You got to own those those beautiful women. You got to own those beautiful cars. No. It's like it's like very very creepy. And of course this is the one with the English girlfriend, which goes you're just someone's bitch. And, and Megatron's like, I am no one's bitch. <laughs> I mean, that's quite a good moment. Yeah, that's quite a good Megatron moment. If only he actually <laughs> said that. At some point, we should just do one of these about Transformers in general, not just these films. I mean, cross well, I mean, media. The, the, I mean, that's that's probably why I dislike these films as much because the franchise has loads of potential, and I think the last film, Bumblebee, really did capture that i think it's yeah. interesting we haven't seen another film because i bet you it did i bet you nobody went to see it because they thought yeah it's another fucking transformers film so i think they need a gap between yeah the, between yeah. the sort of you know a bigger gap between like the michael bay era and I some new part, part of the problem is these films did really well in china yeah because yeah. likes big robots fighting yeah so that's why they kept making them um, I'm never, I'm never gonna get it. But one day, what I really want is for someone to adapt the um, 
more than meets the eye slash lost light comics. Mm. They're so good. They're such good sci-fi. And I need to make you both read them because they're the best Transformers stuff. Yeah. And that's and I think that's a thing because when if you've just concentrated on the robots as if they are people and characters, I think 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 a lot more people would be interested in the franchise because that's what you're trying to sell. You're trying to sell the characters of the robots. You're not trying to sell Sheila Buff. You can't buy Sheila Buff. Yeah. Um, so the last thing I will say on this is that, like, yes, that that those comments I was talking about was part of a run which changed its name midway through from more meets the eye to lost light. Oh, it's all right. like one continuity. It's all part of one story. Right. And that uh, that that run brought me to tears more often than you would expect from a story about giant robots doing stuff in space because it writes its characters incredibly well. Because you know, it treats them like characters with yeah. wants and needs and yeah. relationships that matter. Yeah. Well, Bumblebee's really good. If you want to see yeah. Transformers soon, go see Bumblebee. It's basically yeah. tea, but with a Transformer. So it's better than E.T. Yeah, it's actually really good. <laughs> it's genuinely, you might be like, oh, but you, you know, Michael Bay, don't, 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 don't. Just go see Bumblebee. It's actually really good. Yeah. As yeah. It hasn't got Steven Spielberg's father abandonment issues like front and center as much so yeah oh um what did i see it was just just by the by i was browsing through tv the other day and i caught a bit of the alice in wonderland sequel that they did and oh. there's a bit in it where johnny depp his father does in mad hatter johnny depp's father does not approve of him and i was like I've seen this before. This Willy Wonka, my dad doesn't approve of me bullshit. <laughs> Fuck you, Tim Burton. Get over it. You fucking nearly. You got to be like nearly sixty now. You big wanker. Move on. We'll but, get some therapy. Yeah. Um. The the final film on our list. I think I haven't seen this. I bet you no, Kev has. Yes, it's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Uh, it's on set at Center. Center. Mm-hmm. Um, it's phenomenal. Um, it it just it's just really well documentary about his career. Um, some unseen footage, some behind the sort of really janky footage of him driving his car in the late eighties, early nineties, um, with the with the camera just behind him. It looks brilliant. Um, yeah, if you've got any interest in motorsport, I know Formula One is probably at the peak of his popularity now. Um, strangely enough, especially. Uh, in America, I'd I'd really recommend this film. It's uh, you know, he's a uncompromising driver, Ayrton Senna. Um, true ta- talent, true talent of his generation. Mm. Uh, one of the fastest drivers that will ever live. Um, who sadly lost his life uh, far too young. Um, and this is a brilliant, a brilliant documentary of his life. And I think yeah, well worth seeing. I think it, even if you're not interested in Formula One, it's just yeah. Is it as good? Is it as good as Driven? Driven is good. Driven is has its merits in its own way. I mean, if you want to just sit down and laugh at something, then what's Driven? Hey, look, I know. Is it as good as the documentary Cars (laughs) Two? I would argue Cars Two is a better reflection of motorsport than Driven. <laughs> um, isn't Lewis Hamilton in Cars 2? Mm, probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. Just uh, 
green. There's, there's someone that worships that and so on. So, um, yeah, I think the director of this made a film about Amy Winehouse as well, which again, oh, I've really? not seen, but that might be uh, uh, another good documentary. I think he won the Oscar for Best Documentary for this. It's really good. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, I think what we'll do really quickly before we move on to music, we'll just quickly touch on TV. Now, there wasn't too much that was sort of jumping out of the page on us, but one thing that was airing at this time was Breaking Bad, and this is season four of Breaking Bad, and this is where a lot of the really iconic things start happening. Um, it has the the best episode, which is Box Cutter. Um, oh, no, 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 the best oh. episode, Ozymandias. No, best episode box cutter. See, I, was... I thought someone was going to say fly. That's the that's the episode I'm talking about. Fly, fly season three. You know, I know it's not this season. No, sorry, I'm confused. Got confused there. What happened in the same episode? But box cutter, I thought was great. Which one's that? That is the one where um, they're being they're pretty much being held against their will in Gus's um, uh, underground um, lab. Oh. And, oh, is this it's the premiere? Yeah, yeah. And um, and the um uh the henchman is basically watching over them. Uh, and then at the end, uh, then at the end, he's like, I can pretty much do exactly what these people do. And Gus looks at him, and he's like, he's like, you you think you can do exactly what they can do, do you? And he's like, yeah. And so and so Gus just cuts his throat because he's like, well, the the more people who have this knowledge the less valuable it is, and I can't have you walking around with this knowledge now, so off you go. It's... Uh, yeah. Oh. No, I, thought, I, I thought the reason... I thought the reason he... Uh, like bear in mind, I haven't seen this episode for, like, ten years. Yeah. So, yeah. It was because they, they show a... Um, they show a police sketch of who they're looking for. Yeah. Because they... So Jesse shot... Um, I forget his name... Uh, but the the person who had also been trained how to do how to cook meth and the, the the way they cooked it. Oh yes, the um yeah uh, but, I know you mean yeah. But, but the, the henchman had the, gone around the house while yeah. people had gone to check what had happened, and he'd been seen. Mm. So the police were looking for this guy, so Gus killed him. Oh, okay. I, I think it was a mixture of like you, you shouldn't be cooking, and you also have been seen. Yeah. So you are a liability, you know, they, yes. they will find you eventually. Bit of column A, bit of column B sort of thing, yeah. You can establish that I am behind this all. This season, is it's the, the Gus Fring yeah. season. Like, Gus Fring is one of the best villains of all time. Yeah, yeah. The, establish him as not the man, the man with whom not to fuck with. Yeah. Sorry, Hodge, you have to say something. No, he's saying, no, he, like, as we now know, and we didn't back when we started airing, he does the like naught to sixty, quietly calculated villain really well. Yeah, yeah, one of the one of the the best sort of you know a charming, absolutely reasonable person to listen to, but will just kill you immediately if you're a problem. It's, they have the episode this season again. Full spoilers. Like Hamburglar would. You you should have seen it by now. Yeah. He, he is the Hamburglar of Breaking Bad. Um, he. Rubble, rubble, motherfucker. They they show the they have the episode where he goes back to Mexico. Yes. To work with the cartel, and he, they you know at this point that they the cartel have killed his, his brother. Is it his brother? 
Oh, his brother or his yeah. partner? I'm, I might have been yeah. assuming it was his brother because I yeah, thought it was his partner. I thought it was his partner because the yeah. um, old man makes a bigoted comment about the two of them. Oh, uh, okay. I always thought that it was yeah his it was with his lover. So right, I, that's how I always maybe, maybe is intentionally open to interpretation because I, I honestly can't remember. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. It's, it's again ten years. So, um, yeah, because the the one the the guy who is in the wheelchair who clearly completely forgot with digging makes a homophobic comment about them. Ah, uh, yeah. So I, I was assumed that they were that that was again why they didn't want to work with them probably. Um, so yeah, they go. They go back and bring totally gets revenge on all of them. Yes. I yeah, like this masterful plan where he he's got Jesse to cook for them to make pure so he can get in get into the cartel and he shares this tequila with them that he drinks himself. But he goes to like cool calculator goes to the toilet and throws it all up while the rest of them all die horribly and he's <laughs> there to escape. It's again it's just like this great villain moment you're completely with him and Walt spends the entire season trying to kill him yeah and it's it features the great iconic line I am the danger I am the one who knocks is in this season see this is also the season correct me if I'm wrong so I, I could misremember this but this is the season where you kind of it becomes even more clear that Walt is going off the deep end because they could have just continued to work with Fring, and they'd all have been happy. Uh, I, I think, I think at this point, he wants point, power, doesn't he? He doesn't want Fring making the money off him. Yeah, uh, I think there was the season three ended with um, Fring essentially ordering. Um, wasn't Fring in, like involved in killing children? I can't, but my, uh, my, my recollection is that Walt spends a whole season sort of riling Fring up when he doesn't really need to. Yeah, I think they they could have had a good thing with Fring. Yeah. Um, but Fring wanted didn't want him, Walt to work with Jesse, so he brings in this other guy, and then Walt says he can't work with this other guy. But I think at the end of the season, Jesse, um, two of Fring's guys are going to kill a kid. Um how I remember it's going to kill a kid who, who Jesse's I think he's friends with his with their mum because they're they're dealing on their turf or something and they're about to kill the kid and then Walt runs them over and shoots in the head I think it's the line like no oh, half measures I don't remember that at all I do know you've said it's not like yeah. a crosswalk isn't it yeah that's what prompts they they have to kill the other bit they, they get told like oh is the other guy ready to take over and that's why Jesse kills him because, like, it's the only way to save Walt and Jesse's life. Yes, because the other, if the other guy can cook, Fring will kill them both. Really sure yeah. What's back. yeah, and then, well, um, so this this season, then <clears throat> Fring tries to turn Jesse against Walt um, by offering Jesse, saying, "We actually think like he Walt treats you badly. You can come with us, and we actually think you're worth more to this organization than Walt thinks you are." Yeah. So, you know, Walt becomes estranged. Jesse can do the cooking by himself. So, again, that puts Walt's life in danger. Um, it's also the season where Hank has his minerals. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a brilliant subplot. <laughs> it's just a weird plot point, but really funny. Um, 
so yeah, Walt's getting increasingly desperate. That's where he comes up with the uh, the sort of rising plan, doesn't it? The oh yeah, yeah. The, you, the the kid who Jesse's been looking after is is rushed to hospital, and Walt sort of implies, well, maybe it was Fring. He he doesn't care about kids' lives. Yeah. Know this, and um, so yeah, Jesse Jesse portrays Fring, uh, the the old cartel boss in the wheelchair with the digging um, has a bomb. Yes. That, that blows up Fring. Fring, and he had that moment where Fring walked, you hear the bomb, and then Fring walks out the room. He's like, Yeah, he's still alive. Like, what? And then, like, part of his face falls apart. It's like a really, it's one of the bits it's where a bit, it's a bit wily e. coyote. It's a bit, it's, it's a bit action movie, but it, yeah. yeah. It, it works because throughout this thing, you've been like, Fring is unstoppable. Yes. He's, yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it stopped just short of Fring holding up a sign that says, Uh oh. but it but it turns out that walt had poisoned that kid too yeah yeah which is i mean this is the thing it's 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 almost uh, a battle between (coughs) two two villainous masterminds basically and who's going to win that battle that's that's what this what this season is very much so and uh really good news so this week uh, the final season of Better Call Saul has just yep. started on Netflix, um, and apparently it pretty much ends with the where they meet him for Breaking Bad. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this season. I mean, I think it's a tough call. I think season, the second half of season five is slightly better. But I think this season is great, and yeah. it, there's a reason why when you talk about the best TV shows of all time, Breaking Bad will feature in a lot of people's lists. It's yeah. pretty much perfect. I think a lot of people, myself included, though, don't recognise Breaking Bad seasons because of watching it on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the way you kind of just consume it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't but... Netflix in the UK's first early hits, wasn't it? That's where it kind of found itself in the UK, was on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, I know it was available on DVD, and it, I think it did air over here, didn't it? It was on Netflix. Sky, I think, for a bit. Yeah, so it didn't really attract any viewers. It didn't do anything to hit Netflix in the UK, really. No, it wasn't on. It was it was on Sky, but it wasn't on like Sky Atlantic or anything like that. It was on something like Dave or Comedy. It was on like one of those side channels, which is why because I thought initially when they saw the trailers, I thought it was going to be a comedy because the trailers they chose to show were in the first series was that. Walter White in his pants with the RV in the background yeah. doing a thing to camera. So I thought it was going to be a, a comedy. And then I watched the first two episodes, like, this isn't very funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's the dad from I... Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Yeah. Towel. What's Hal doing? Yeah. What's the time, time season five had started, it was on Netflix. And it was, yeah. they showed it's a weekly show at that point. So it was. Uh... Yes. Um, but um, in, incredibly good show. Um, again, I know plenty some people who still who like still haven't watched it or can't get past the first couple of episodes, which aren't great. But you know, oh, the first couple of episodes are great. It's, it, the first couple of episodes are really good, and then it has a slowing down. Uh, I've I've heard most people say the other thing that the first two oh. episodes aren't great and they don't like it. But I think it's because I think it's because of the slowing down where it becomes a character thing. It becomes. A lot more, a lot more yeah. palatable for people. But yeah, re- really, really good. Okay, yes. and I think on that's all. Next. 
on, I think on to uh, music. So, right. This is one that I know uh, myself and Hodge really like. It is probably one of the first albums we've done like this, but it is an album of various artists. And it's the Green Album. Hodge, why don't you tell us what the Green Album is? I'm not sure why the Green Album exists, but I'm glad it does. Yes. It's just like a celebration of the Muppets with lots yeah. of various artists doing covers of Muppet songs. I really like the cover of Rainbow Connection. I can't remember who does it. Yep. Weezer, isn't it? No. I'll check. Well, Matt tells us a bit more about it. I'm going to look up who it is. So um, it's it's even got... Well, well, it's kind of interesting because, yeah, it's uh, an album by various artists doing covers of Muppet tracks. And if I had to say that, you'd probably think, oh, it'll be pop bands. But actually, most of them are indie to punk to rock. It's quite a spectrum on there. But it's not just, you know, it's not just the pop, the you know, the most popular pop. I mean, Alkaline Trio's on this album, which is which blew my mind when I was like, hang on, Alkaline Trio do uh, Moving Right Along, which I love. I, I would love to hear them play it live at some point because it's a brilliant version yeah. of that song. Moving right along in search of good times and good news with good friends you can lose. Let's reach out and grab it yeah. Together we'll nab it We'll hitchhike bus or yellow cabot Cabot? Moving right along Don't lose and fancy free Getting there is half the fun Come share it with me Moving right along We'll learn to share the load We don't need a map to keep the show on the road Hey, that song is starting to sound better, Dan I'll run, I'll run through a track listing really quickly. Yep. So Muppet Show theme song is by OK Go. Which I also love. Yep. Rainbow Connection by Weezer and Hayley Williams of Paramore. I thought it was Manamana by The Fray. Moving Right Along by Alkaline Trio. Uh, Our World by My Morning Jacket. Halfway Down the Stairs by Amy Lee of Evanescence. Mr. Bassman by Sandre Lerche. I think that is... Um, Wishing Song by the Airborne Toxic Events, Nightlife, Brandon Seller of Atreu and Billy Martin of Good Charlotte's, Being Green by Andrew Bird, I Hope That Something Better Comes Along by Matt Nathanson, and finally, I'm going to go Back There Someday by Rachel Yamagata. So it's not, you know... What An eclectic mix. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's quite unusual how not poppy that track listing is really well because it it kind of followed in the footsteps of the nightmare before christmas nightmare revisited album yes which had a similar concept where all the songs from nightmare before christmas were redone by the likes of rise against and marilyn this, manson yeah this now did one didn't they or was okay. it such tanking solo artist might have been such tanking might have done one oh, oh, I, I, I can't remember exactly but that yeah. sort of thing right artists you wouldn't necessarily expect to be involved but yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a lovely little sort of hidden gem basically i was i was quite surprised when we went through this and and uh kev i think you hadn't heard of this before we were yeah i knew the weezer song because i think yeah. you put that on our lockdown playlist Odd, uh, so I knew the song. yeah i probably did yeah i did put rainbow connection on the lockdown playlist yeah cool 
but it wasn't the only uh, really good album. Well, maybe I like this album maybe more than Kev does, but we'll find out. Um, yeah, so it was the the first sort of thing I really heard from Trivium. Um, yeah. <laughs> Trivium thanks you. <laughs> um, yeah, I think weirdly we said in the last episode that. Trivium have been quite prolific with albums over yep. the last uh, sort of 17, 18 years. And yes, this is another release. And we we also said for a while, Trivium were very much up and down with their albums. So this is an up album. So this was a comeback album after releasing... You could album. almost say Trivium's quality has gone in waves. Yeah, Trivium's quality has gone in waves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see if I can um, edit that to just the them shouting in waves, not us shouting in waves yeah. every time. Um, yeah, this is uh, this was a an up wave. Um, yeah. Before they had another down wave with an album that it, not That's many how waves like. work. But um, well, they've been on a very they've been on a very big up wave recently, and they've had three in a row. The swall. Yeah, that people love, but um, like yeah, it's a good album. It's interesting. This this time we'll sort of go from late noughties to early early tens. Um, guitar based music is not in a great position. There's a lot of dross out there. The bands that get pushed aren't particularly good. Um, it's all like Young Guns and Asking Alexandria, and it's yeah, yeah. The, the newer bands aren't really coming through. There's still some gems in this period. Uh, like this year, Mastodon released The Hunter, um, but we'll we'll find that the, the picks for the great albums aren't going to be as, as many. Um, but yeah, this is a good one. Um, Driven the Great. I still think this isn't as good as what the Dead Men say. Um, I would say if you're going to listen to Driven album, listen to that one first because it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, What's it called again? Uh, this album. This album. Yeah. It's called. Do you know what's Do you know what's very funny is obviously I go and look for you know um, stuff to when we we put music tracks in and last last time we did a full episode trivia were on there it's just weird how that happens and uh, if you get a chance go go look at that video it is the most two thousands video I've ever seen where Trivium turn up at a house party they've clearly not been invited to. Push, push past all the people who were just enjoying their evening, <laughs> and like it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we're gonna do, we'll do all the squares. It's like the squares were doing nothing to you; they were just existing. <laughs> and if they've turned up, start playing this music, and then all of the local teenagers run into this house, and then, then they have a little party by the pool. It's one of those things that's like, it's it's supposed to look uh, a bit. What's the word I'm looking for? Like. Edgy and outrageous, and it just looks like, oh, that's nice. They've put on a little concert for everyone. <laughs> it's also got a lot of tiki torches in the background, but this was before. This was way before they had been. So it, I genuinely go watch the the video for that because it's quite funny. Put it put it on the Twitter map. Which oh, song is it? Oh uh, God, uh, what is it? We we still burn or something? It's like. Anthem, we are the fire. That's that it. Was... Yes, it's that one. If you get a chance, just watch the video because it is—it's very funny. It's very two thousands. 
there are a lot of people in Jinko jeans. <laughs> I just I just had a look when the ascendancy came out, and we did we cover that in the March two thousand five episode? So we yeah. would have covered three trivia albums already. Uh, no, we did we did the crusade last episode. Yeah, did we did we do March two thousand and five? We did. It was the it was the month that I don't think we covered trivia. No, we didn't. We might have missed that one. Yeah, um, this just becomes a trivia podcast from now yeah. on. We're not trying to; it just does. No, we're just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Suddenly we'll go back into the nineties, and they were like they've gone back in time and rewritten things. Yeah, don't um, understand how this is happening. Why us? Why have we been chosen as the prophets? Um, <laughs> Why trivium? Yeah. I also put music-wise, uh, again, and I don't expect anyone to listen to this band unless you're really into, like, extreme noisy music, full of how Roots of Earth came out this month. Um, now, while I looked at that, either one of those could be the title of the band or the <laughs> album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the band is called Full of Hell, for, for context. Um, yeah. You will not like them, Hodge. No, I suspect not from the way you described them as a noisy no. band. You know, you know all the bands you think are really shouty, screamy. Yeah. Or well, times that by ten. Right. To, it's like them if they were in pain. To an unlistable, where they just make like extreme music to like uh, to be as interesting as possible. Yeah. They're really good, but that's not all I'm getting from this. Yeah. <laughs> They sort of one of the they were one of the few bands doing it at this point, I think. Like there's a lot more bands doing it now, like Frontier and look great. Um Oh good. Uh, more loud boys, that's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. People should like what they like. Yeah. Yeah, again, it's not for everyone. Um speak about not for everyone. Uh do either of you know about this Jay-Z and Kanye West collaborative no. album? No. no. No, nor do I. Uh, oh, well, it was a thing. I'm sure it's good. Sorry, the name of the album we should say Jay Z and Kanye West watched the throne. So and yeah, just quickly, I will tell you that the number one singles for whatever month we're talking about August. was tracks August. August. <laughs> Helps if you August know that. Were, I don't recognise any of these. Okay, we um, She makes well, me wanna by JLS featuring Dev. She makes me wanna by JLS. JLS were one of the X Factor bands, weren't they? Yeah, were they? Very, okay. Uh, Swagger Jagger, which I've recognised the name of by Cher Lloyd. Is that the one where it's I've got the moves? Is it that one? I've got the moves like Jack. Is that that one? I don't know. Mm, don't know. I think so. Maybe. Is Cher, Cher Lloyd, another X Factor artist. Probably. He, yes. Yeah. She finished fourth place in the X Factor. God, yeah. I mean, like this would have been the time where that was popular and important. It's you know. It was the time where, yeah, I mean, not yeah. that it basically. Then there was Promises by Nero. Promises. Uh, Roman then, Emperor. Yeah. I mean, and finally, Don't Go by Wretch32 featuring Josh Kumra. I, I literally don't know any of that. No. And you'll be delighted to know that the number one album is ABBA. The 24th of September. Until no. the 1st of October was Plus by Ed Sheeran. Oh, fucking hell. Oh. Right, okay. He's, he's, every month we pick, he's there. Yeah. And then the thing, what broke it, right, was talking of waves. Um, I was pleased to see the album which 
got it off was called Velociraptor. Less happy to see it was by Kasabian. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, this, this is not a great time for interest in music. No. Like, I think when you look at the pop artist now, like, or when, we, when we've done a couple of things late in the later uh, tens, it just seems much better. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like more interesting back, more interesting artists, even if it's stuff that's not everyone's into. I just think, like... Yeah, the, a quick look through this this year's number one albums is not interesting, really. I, I would say even even artists I really love only started sort of set, putting out new albums that I really liked towards the very end of the 2010s and into 2020s. So it, it was um well you, you get you get Gajira releasing Mon Sauvage in 20, I think it's 2013 and 2012. You get While She Sleeps and Buried Tomorrow. 2014, you get Marmosette's. Marmosette's first album was a, a big album for Brit Rock in that, like, it brought a load of bands with them. And I think, yeah, then you get you also get Behemoth that year um, with The Satanist. Um, and then I think after that, things start getting much, much better. And I, I legitimately think 2016 to 2018 are some of the best years of music um, in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and 2020 and 2021. Maybe not so much 2019, but We'll come to that when we get onto it. I've got yeah. no theory about that, but maybe it's it, uh, it's crackpot because I've literally just thought about it. Um, and let me just run this past you. Did the advent of streaming music mean that out that some bands had to try harder because they weren't going to sell as many CDs as they would have done, and that meant your music actually had to be listened to? Just a thought. I, I mean, it's, it's 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 crackpot, but it's. I certainly I think what maybe happen is that the bands that the media were picking mm-hmm. that weren't you know weren't resonating as much with everyone they were with some people um it, it became a less of a media picks a band and that's what people listen to and more people find bands by themselves or yeah listen to podcasts and find think this is a podcast where people have similar interests to them and go oh well i like this band I mean, while she sleeps, um, and Barry tomorrow I discovered on the the old Metal Hammer podcast. Yeah, and it was like, oh, this person's podcast has similar music taste to me, so I'll check these bands out. Mm. And I think that type of thing started happening um, more and more. And yeah, it may not be what certain people in the music industry wanted to happen. They may have wanted to push other bands. Still, one like the U Meet Sixes and bands that maybe aren't as interesting, but I meant not to stay there still, they are still popular, but I think people were more able to discover stuff that's more interesting to them, and they were yeah. able to, to build up enough of a fan base. Now, there's still the problem that a lot of these artists don't get paid by Spotify like yeah. they should. They have to work second jobs, and, you know, the last few years have been terrible. Have you, have you tried using Deezer, which is supposed to pay the artists more? No. I think it's sort of ingrained with Spotify now, but um, mm. I mean, it's all right. I've, I've used it a little bit. The problem is there's not, it hasn't got as much stuff on there, so it is missing things. Yeah, that's a. I think it's also the connectivity of Spotify and things. It's yeah. I, I mainly but, I mainly use Spotify for podcasts, funny enough. But we, I would say, even I mean, I go see a lot of bands. Yeah. I have a lot of band t-shirts, but even, like you two who don't see bands as much as me, you will still be in the top 
two or three percent of music consumers. Yeah. Just by know, just by actually bothering to go see bands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas a lot of people just listen to stuff on Spotify and you know, not. Yeah. So it's they out the tea cab. They go. That guy's putting my kids through college. Yeah. <laughs> well, I sometimes think that would point to serve. Like, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think the music gets better. It's just whether the, the artists are getting paid what they do. But I think you you are seeing smaller, more interesting artists. And I think it's filtered down to all, a lot of, all music, really. I think the, you know, the, the pop artists that are interested at the moment are, are way more interesting than they were 10 years ago. Do you know what? I think, I think that's true. I think I, when I do hear um, a lot of the, you know, the top music at the time, I, I find it maybe, but it could just be that I'm more chilled out these days. But I don't go fucking hell. What is this awful garbage? As much as yeah. I used to, I tend to I tend to go. Oh, that's not that's not bad. That's got some some bits on it. And it's kind of we talked about this a little bit. It's where pop is some has been particularly in like it's been considered a dirty word. Like to be described as pop was was for a while uh, neg like a negative thing. I don't think it's necessarily the way as much as you know, anymore. Even even people like. Flipping Justin Timberlake have put out songs. I've gone, oh, that's quite catchy. Who's that? And then I felt guilty and ashamed afterwards. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, Justin Timberlake did. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I think it's more like, yeah, something like The Weeknd. Maybe not to my taste, but he's good. Yeah. Yeah. And even um, then, we, we keep talking about him because we can't help it. Ed Sheeran's music is not terrible. The problem is, it's mm. fucking everywhere and you can't get away from it. That's the problem yeah. with it. It's not. That's fine. I find it boring. You know, it's yeah. It, like that's the thing. If if it's just it's fine until you know it's it's you can't get. Away I quite from like it. a lot of it. I um shout out to another podcast I listen to, Riot Act. Um, like uh, the one of the people on that podcast works with a teenage. Uh, cancer trust. I, I thought you were going to say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as well. He works for Teenage <laughs> Cancer up, Trust. Yeah. I'm going to say that again. He works for Teenage Cancer Trust. So that He's people can actually hear. Yeah. And he, uh, he, because of that work, he went. They do a series of concerts at Royal Albert Hall, um, and they had uh, this year round. They had Ed Sheeran and Liam Gallagher were playing. So he went to both nights, and he said the he actually really enjoyed the Liam Gallagher night. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, Ed she- the Ed Sheeran night, like, so these these are people who like want to come. You know, Ed Sheeran wouldn't play the Royal Albert Hall. He plays Wembley yeah. Stadium, um, and apparently it's like everyone was just like, yeah, that was good, and so. <laughs> and I just wonder if it's that thing with Ed Sheeran. It's like it's Radio Two music. It's oh, I've heard yeah. it. Yeah, so I'll go see it. Yeah. Ed Sheeran Ed Sheeran is popular therefore going to see him has value yeah you know not not I like not, Ed Sheeran's music it's yeah, yeah. it's not something like that see it seems same in last night where people were like you know this, this is the band that like have released two EPs um but everyone knows all the lyrics and everyone's jumping around and it's a small crowd but I yeah. think I think Ed, Ed Sheeran I, yeah, maybe there are some people that are super passionate about him, but I don't think he elicits that response. No. Yeah. You know I mean, I think I think it's like, oh, it's 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 same with same happened same with Coldplay, same with U two, mm. same with I'm sure there was someone before U two, um, where it was the same way. It's like, 
yeah, this is perfectly okay. And I've, yeah. I've heard on the radio and that he's playing the stadium in town, so I'm going to go see it. Yeah. Because um, I'll know all the songs and that's fine. And it's just like, do you have the passion for it? Yeah. I don't think Ed Sheeran helps himself by appearing on like Pokemon Go and every other bloody thing. No, but at the same time, if someone offers you that, and it's something you're into, you're going to do it, aren't you? Like, he's smart to take the money while he can. Yeah, if, if someone said to us, if someone said to us, do you want to be in the Game of Thrones prequel series, we're not going to go, no, 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 I'm afraid we have far too much artistic integrity to do that. <laughs> we're, we're going to be there, kitted out, getting stabbed this, this by the main like characters. Fun. I'll yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in, interesting enough, there were other musicians. Yeah, I was going to say... Um, Mastodon. It was Mastodon, yeah. But... Mainly because they look like wildlings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, we need some guys that have big beards. Very, very little <laughs> makeup required. Well, Mastodon will do. Yeah, I think Mac from um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia was there as well at one point. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So I think that's kind of going to do us for talking about this month. We still have the business of picking our next month and uh, year. So, let's be D12. And do we have a money-saving tip? Oh, have we got... Oh, Not a moment, no. <laughs> no. What? Brilliant. Uh, I'm going to have think many. Excellent. Too busy. I have a money-saving tip. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, what is it? <laughs> Yay! If Ed, Se- Ed Cheering is playing the stadium in your town, don't go. Go <laughs> see a smaller band instead. Yeah, go, and go, save go. 80 quid right. and support a smaller band. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is this is from me to um, everyone uh, out there. Lockdowns and COVID—they're not over, but they are far less severe than they used to be. The weather's lovely. Go out and see something live. Okay. Whether that's band, whether that's comedy, whether that's a show, go out and do something live. Bring your mates. Yeah. 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 Go do it. Okay. So we have. Oh, I've got a money savings tip for you. What is it? So heating is getting expensive. Getting like hot water to do the washing up is gonna gonna add to your your bills. Uh-huh. So little little money saving tip. Don't when you when you buy like cereal, buy some of the multi packs. Pour the milk straight into into the little boxes and eat it out of there. Don't even need to use a spoon. You just drink it all up like a no, right, right, with a cardboard. That's not a money-saving tip, Hodge. That's living like a vagabond. <laughs> <laughs> also, so aren't, aren't those boxes not waterproof? No, they're not. They've got plastic inside them, Kev. They've got little bags which the cereal is in, which you have to open as well as the cardboard box. Right. The plastic bag will keep it secure for you. Right. And then you could even eat it on the go then and just throw it in the bin. I once, whilst running late for a university course... Got up, got a can of Tesco's all day breakfast in a can. What? With beans and sausages. <laughs> a can? What? Um, yeah, a oh, is can. it to be the tin? No, me a can. You mean, well, a can. yeah, you, you can or a tin, same. It's, yeah. yeah, so I got that. And because I was running late, didn't have time to eat, I got dressed, so I left that in the can, boiling on the stove. What? And then I got the can off the stove and walked into town with a plastic fork eating it out the can. I... I Okay, so uh, right, so you 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 cook something in a tin. That's not the part that got me. It was the breakfast in a can thing. 
Yeah. Like, the the, the method like... of cooking is fine. I've done that. I've, everyone's yeah. done that at some point, I'm sure. It's it's the breakfast in a can thing where I'm like the what? That's that's yeah, the, that's the mo- that's the point of of like <laughs> of disbelief there. Not that you heated up beans or whatever in a like in a can on top of the stove. Oh, okay. Beans and sausages. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that's why I said, do you mean a tin? <laughs> well, well I, mean, I don't know why you're finding this so incredulous. Like, a, a, I think tin and a can might be a different words. No, I think they're different things. Not really, buddy. All they're right. just they're just uh what's the word pseudonyms pseudonyms possibly. Yeah, no, what would you say a tin of beans because i'd say a can of beans synonyms no, i say a tin of beans but i say a can of coke yeah you would say a tin of coke some people do though some people say yeah yeah so, so yeah. particularly australians say a, a tin of beer yeah but they call they call sandals thongs so yeah which is hilarious when uh I used to do, uh, remember I used to, <laughs> we're getting wildly off topic, some of this may be edited, but I used to do uh, um, uh, customer service uh, for Australian people and they would go, yeah, I'm just going out to the uh, out to the shops in my thong and then you'd have to do a mental re- rejig there of what they meant by that. Um, right, I have rolled. Right. Um, and I've got for the year, I've got a nine. Uh, no, no, sorry, apologies. For the year, I've got a six, and for the month, I've got a nine. Have we done this before? Because that is September yeah. 2006. I feel like we're, at some point we've got to get an early nine to spawn. We've definitely done 2006. Is it 2006 or is it 1996? No, we've definitely done 96. We've so done do a re-roll on the year. We've done December 96. So that's, yeah, try and, and 97 and 99. So Let's do a re-roll. <clears throat> oh, 1990. Oh, yay. This will be an interesting one of how much do we actually remember from <laughs> this? Because I would have been eight, so. Yeah, it's also, I mean, it's pre Nirvana, which is interesting. Oh, September yeah. 1990. So this will be, this will be really reaching back into the member berries bush. Yeah. <laughs> going for them ancient, old, vintage member berries. Excellent. Well, with that bit of business out of the way, it just remains for me to say thank you very much for enjoying us. Yeah, that's what I said. I presumptively imagined that you enjoyed us. Um, we've been the Too Late Update podcast. Please get in touch with us um, on uh, Twitter at late underscore pod and contact us on Gmail at... Uh, I was about to give my personal email address there. At too late update at gmail.com. Um, I've been Matthew Wynn. Oh, sorry. I was just thinking what would be a funny name for your personal email address. <laughs> <laughs> Hotmatwinaction. Hotmatwinaction at gmail.com, of course. Yeah. yeah. Gmail.org. .org. That's uh, Kevin Jones. <laughs> goodbye. Bye, Zs. And that was Chris Hodgkinson. Thank you very much, guys. We will see you soon.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.